the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Big story out there to kick us off has to be a judge approving a $26 billion merger. That's a big one of T-Mobile and Sprint. So I would say, and then there were three. If you thought the telecom wireless industry had four players, then you think they have three. Now, you could probably find some Comcast has a cable, uh, a wireless play, and they do, but uh, it doesn't feel as competitive. So the ruling clears one of the final hurdles for the deal, which still can't close until the CPUC, the California Public Utilities Commission, approves the transaction. But you're seeing Sprint stock up 75% on this news. Do you remember Nextel? The walkie-talkie phone? It seems kind of silly now, doesn't it? It was a thing that you didn't pay for data usage if you used your phone as a walkie-talkie. And Sprint bought Nextel, and that never really made any sense. So attorneys from New York, California, Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Oregon, Wisconsin, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and D.C. originally basically brought a lawsuit to try to get this this merger from stopping to happen. Now, I'm sure there's politics in this that I can't even begin to scratch upon, but AT&T and Verizon become a little less premium as they get a little bit more of a legit kind of com- hardcore competitor there. Um, I think most people think 5G will probably see a spike in our rates. Is three enough to promote healthy enough competition? I don't, I don't know that. So, but uh, that's a big story. If companies can still, you know, pop 50, 60, 75% like that, it, the, this is, that's a big move. And when companies, um, when companies, you know, have that ability to leverage. It's not the greatest. It's not, I don't know if it's in the best interest of, of the public, but for big business, it's a big win. And some presidents are known as pro business. Some are not, but that's a big one out there. Uh, Trump's budget potentially could kill the student loan forgiveness program, which again, I don't have enough intimate information but the uh, feedback on getting the input to that death of your big fat subsidized student loans um, that's not a that's 
it's interesting. I, I'm not running for president. If I were to run for president, I, I think I have to say we're going to subsidize or we're going to help get as many kids into college as we can. I, I would have some problems with, you know, you can't just be in college to be in college. And I think our, our schools need a little bit more of a focus like they have in France. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Student loan spending could be cut by $170 billion in Trump's plan. A budget for America's future. It's going to reduce the number of repayment options for borrowers and nix the popular challenge public service loan forgiveness program. That was signed by George Debbie Bush in 2007, so it's not really a partisan issue. 88% of Americans think the government should make it easier for people with student debt to repay their loans, not more difficult. So that's out there. That's another stress on families, right? To me. When you have a kid, your only dream is to see them go off and be successful. Or it should be. It's maybe not for everyone. How am a kid take care of me? Um, I'm not telling you how to parent. But uh, making it tougher to afford college and to repay debt that you take on during college, I don't think serves America well, but I I may be misguided on that because I just don't know. UBS reportedly is racing the curb outflows at the landmark real estate fund. UBS is um, an interesting company to watch. There's some really smart financial companies out there. So UBS is trying to stop outflows from the $20 billion real estate fund amidst worries about its retail holdings. So yesterday there was a big merger in real estate investment trust and mall based trust. And today you're starting to see, you know, another story in this mall traffic used to be a way of driving stock market uh, interest. Any company that would open or that would go public, if they had a mall presence, that was considered a good thing in the eighties. And I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it peaked, maybe uh, it peaked with Amazon or did it peak with just, we, we, over-retailed retail malls. I think you could probably make a case for a little bit of both, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. It is a market that continues to find reasons to go higher. Just when we start looking wobbly, we get a 5% correction, maybe. Maybe 3 and it comes right back to play with all-time highs. A large percentage of the gain in the S&P 500... Um, over 65% of the gain, not up 65%, but over 65% of the gain is tied towards Microsoft, Alphabet, Google, Apple, Amazon. The death toll has climbed above 1,000 in China. 43 cases have been confirmed. 43,000 cases have been confirmed worldwide. But the pace of the new cases has slowed. And one leading Chinese epidemiologist has suggested the coronavirus outbreak could peak as early as this month. President Trump said something awkward about it yesterday, saying, well, as soon as spring hits, the virus will die. And I don't know if that was spring as in, you know, warmer weather or spring as in two or three months from now. Hasbro AutoNation and Burlington stores all are trading higher following some pretty good results or higher guidance. Again, very different type of companies. Under Armour's down 
pretty big, 13% after disappointing earnings results and guidance. I once wanted Under Armour to be a competitor to Nike. Maybe there's room for two. But in the end, it's, it's, not, it's not even a fair comparison. And Nike's scalability and just like their access to celebrities and manufacturing and stores. Nike stores have done pretty well. Sprint T-Mobile merger. Two companies can indeed merge. That's the big story of the day. I want to circle back on that if it's possible, but I try not to bore you. The week got off to a good start yesterday. I do think that we should still be kind of aware that Fridays are probably the dangerous day of the week, heading into long weekends. Uh, The news flow doesn't get, the market doesn't get to react to the news flow. So this weekend, next week, we have President's Day. So maybe Friday is a weekday, but again, that's that's really speculating, and it just sounds silly. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Always have some really good downloads at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Go there, peruse it. Let me know what you think. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Stop me if you've heard this before. Stock market news. S&P 500 in the NASDAQ hit record highs. We have heard that before, haven't we? Stocks are higher, pointing to a second straight day of gains, which is a nice way to point. If you're short-term focused, in the long term, you kind of want a healthy market. But uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is talking to Congress today. He's delivering his prepared remarks, semi-annual testimony to lawmakers. And typically, I don't know. It's he's talking about China, obviously terribly important, kind of updating Congress about like, you know, the the risk posed by the new coronavirus. Now, again, here's a a great what if scenario. What if it's not contained by the Summer Olympics? Would that grind economies to a halt or what if it isn't contained and we do the Olympics and then it it becomes a bigger issue? So he has to run through scenarios like that. And he's still saying the likelihood of a U.S. epidemic appears low. We expect the knock-on impact of the disruption in China to shave no more than a few tenths off first-quarter GDP growth. Maybe we'll get it back. Maybe we won't. But those are uh, new scenarios when Fed Chairman Jerome Powell testifies before Congress. That are You get some good information out of them, but you also see a lot of Congress people, then you kind of get a little mad at Congress because you kind of feel like they're posing these really ridiculously wrong, long questions just to use in their upcoming re-election. Mr. Graham, tell me, is this economy the greatest economy you've ever seen? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so that's out there. That has a chance on Tuesday and Wednesday of upsetting the market. If he says, you know, we see inflation as a problem, we are likely to raise interest rates. 
we don't know what news is coming out of him, but right now he's talking coronavirus. But it's a potential risk is what I'm getting at. So good article in Day and Barron's on Apple. And it's something I've been saying for years. I own shares of Apple. Total Broker Rise for taking auction on any stocks that I own. Um, Apple's a tough company to analyze because you have to get over trying to label it. A hardware company, it's more than that. Yes, they make a lot of money on their hardware, phones. Software, they're not trying to, to make a big racket on, on the software and the hardware. They'd rather give away a lot of the software if you buy the hardware. But then you get in the services businesses, and I jokingly refer to it as a luxury company because if you go to the gym, you kind of see who the people are who have like the really, really expensive gym outfit. <laughs> and there was me, like uh, sweatpants and a T-shirt. Um, you can kind of see that it, we live in a status world, right? You can't even go to the gym without being a status symbol with your Lululemon Under Armour, Nike, Athleisure. Where's the grunge workout, workouters? But anyway, Evercore is saying today that if you take a look at it, it it's a luxury goods company. It's more of a sense as consumer goods or luxury goods It's more of a Tiffany. It's more of a high-end jeweler. The prices are certainly high-end, right? Apple stock rose 86% in 2019. Demand for the iPhone 11 and its growing services business. iCloud, iTunes, App Store, Apple News, Apple Music, Apple Pay, Apple TV+. Um, Apple surpassed expectations in the quarter for revenue. 91, almost 92 billion. They sold 30.7 million watches last year, bigger than the whole Swiss watch industry. That's pretty crazy. When Apple got into the watch, people were like, well, if you're truly rich, you're wearing a Swiss Rolex. Well, now if you're truly a status symbol, you're wearing your Apple watch and you got your AirPods in and everyone knows you with a premium product. So the analyst is saying Apple's trading at a 30% discount in terms of enterprise value uh, when compared to relative to free cash flow. So companies that, you know, had the discounts, you know, are companies like Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, PepsiCo, Nike, Nestle. So if Apple hits the enterprise value to the free cash flow of Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, Nestle, PepsiCo, Nike, um, their stock would hit about $425. Probably a fair company to compare them to is Hermes. Hermes. You know, yesterday I was telling you I often let love lead to financial losses when I was 17, 16, 18, 19, 20. Uh, Not a good idea. But I remember at one point in time I was like, I should get a girlfriend Hermes. I should go in that store because it looks nice. Uh, and then you see like a scarf is like $600 and you're like, I should get out of the store as fast as I can before they accuse me of shoplifting. L'Oreal, Tiffany, Estee Lauder, all considered, um, the same type of company that this analyst is saying Apple is companies that have a go-to market and aspirational status, aspirational status. Wow. 
that sounds like something Kanye West would throw around as a, a buzzword on why you should buy his music or buy his Yeezys. Because they give you aspirational status. So do you see what I, I'm trying to talk about here with Apple? There's kind of this aura around the stock that some people get and some people don't want to see. They want to see it as a hardware company. There's no right answer. You can pick whichever way you want to analyze it. But one analyst is justifying a $425 price target because it's aspirational. Okay. I could kind of go with that. You know, again, you build a case. Elsewhere out there, Facebook's a little bit lower. Pivotal Research is downgrading the stock to sell from hold. Increasing concerns uh, that include deceleration in U.S. performance. Um, I'm going to have to think about that one this week because I like, I like the concept of deceleration in U.S. performance. I feel that no one is surprised by Facebook anymore. If you go to your grandmother, she knows what Facebook is. It's really weird. I don't have a grandmother. I haven't had a grandmother since I was like four. Sucks to be me, right? So there sh- I, I think there should be a maturity on Facebook. But the question is, how about Instagram? How about WhatsApp? Can they monetize WhatsApp as well as they monetize Facebook? I doubt it. WhatsApp is a free app that's in, used for telecommunication purposes. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I know everyone who travels internationally uses WhatsApp. I get it. Um, but I don't see a commercialization path that makes a lot of sense yet. But maybe Facebook impresses us. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. So I got a little bit of a weak voice. It's that wonderful winter time. Take a break. Be right back. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Stocks leading the charge today. A lot of the same names that you see on a regular basis. Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google slash Alphabet. They have the uh, undesirable acronym MAGA. Um, Microsoft, Apple, Google Alphabet, and uh, Amazon. So make America great again. Well, they're making the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ hit records again. That's something I like and something I don't like um, from a diversification standpoint. We're looking at the market. We're saying well, the stock market's doing great. That's not true. A small percentage of very big companies are doing fantastic and they're dragging the S&P 500 up with them. When I first got into this business, I thought the S&P 500 had, you know, a beautiful set of ideals. It represented a little bit of retail, a little bit of technology, and you should put your portfolio together based on, you know, the 10 sectors of the standard and poor's. Because if that's how they look at the economy, then you should kind of own a little piece of the economy. You can make a case for that. But I don't think it's very accurate. It's more idealistic. I was a little surprised uh, talking a little politics yesterday. A uh, guy sitting next to me was a big Bernie Sanders fan. I was like, so what do you like about Bernie? He goes, well, he's a Democrat. He does this. He's that. And he's like, and he 
And I go, you know, he's not a Democrat, right? He's an independent. And that's what he's registered in his state as. Like, that's kind of interesting. A lot of Americans have opinions about things that they don't really know. And that can be kind of dangerous when talking about your health, when talking about investing, when talking about politics. Um, I try to stay out of it. <laughs> I try to stay out of it. I spent a lot of my time in Virginia. Um, right next to Washington, D.C. There's some cities that kind of, you probably know them from history, like Alexandria, Old Town Alexandria, or Georgetown, uh, across the river. Uh, but you kind of seen like these locations in the History Channel. Um, so 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the coronavirus. A friend just texted me and said, you should talk about the coronavirus's impact on Disney. How they've already lost $175 million due to it. I'm like, I don't know if I have the data on how much. And then you get perceived and non-perceived. I've got a friend who's going on a cruise. I'm like, hope you don't get the coronavirus. Just kind of jabbing him from afar. He's like, ah, it's, it's not in Bermuda. We're going to Bermuda. It's not in Bermuda. I've checked. <laughs> like he, he, he knew to say that. But the coronavirus, there's stories on how it could hit Apple with manufacturing, how it could hit Nike with manufacturing. There's stories about how the coronavirus can hit China with manufacturing because they have to manufacture goods to live. You have to have like meat processing and you have to have food processing places, right? The one that you never, ever, ever, never really think about, and yet you see that tacked into stories is like stories like Anheuser-Busch. Um, they could run dry in China. And Anheuser-Busch is about 9% of their business comes from China. So you go, oh, 9%, okay, that's not good. But, you know, it's certainly, you know, it's not going to shut down the business. And, you know, when you do $55 billion of business worldwide, 9% is pretty big. So Budweiser's cost base in China is likely to remain high as it operates 33 facilities in China included in a brewery in Wuhan. I said something the other day that I just, it struck me as like, I don't really know geography well. Does anyone know where the Wuhan province is? It, if you do, didn't, maybe you do now kind of thing. So Anheuser-Busch is coming out and saying, we're, ha we're seeing plunging sales and elevated costs. And that's going to hit our bottom line because 10% of our businesses is in this, is in this country. So they've cut 2020 guidance. Now, there's a kind of a flu-like thing that can happen on Wall Street where, okay, so we just learned that Anheuser-Busch is cutting guidance. We get the 9% of revenue. We get the, they've got a lot of factories in China that make beer. And um, the that's a bad thing. But So Budweiser has a little bit of the flu. They've said, we've got some weakness. Now, the whole market will say, oh, that's just Budweiser. But what if Apple comes out and says the same thing? Or Disney comes out and says the same thing? And suddenly you have like three companies with the flu. And this isn't the real flu, but you can see how it starts to spread from company to company. So it's, it's one of the viral issues that you have to be very concentrated on uh, as an investor. 
because you don't want to get things wrong when you do it for a living for other people's money. And when you do it for yourself and your family, it's, it's a pretty noble cause. Hey, Tesla's down today. Tesla's a crazy stock. Uh, if you turn on financial media right now, there is a lot of talk about Tesla being what's wrong for the market. And a lot of people aren't saying, well, Apple and Google and Amazon are, are seeing similar type moonshots. But when you say that, and I, the moonshot is a funny way of saying this too, right? Because uh, Jeff Bezos wants to do space travel, space exploration. Um, so when you're, when you're talking about moonshots, Tesla kind of has that feel of they make cars, and cars tend to last five to ten years. Uh, premium product for sure. Lots of profit per vehicle for sure down the road. Um, but is it as much as, you know, an Apple, an Amazon, a Microsoft? And the valuation concerns. So, but then again, the market's been wrong about Apple. It's it's a luxury company, so it says one analyst. And let's just go with that thesis that it's been wrong. And we've been valuing it as a phone company. Um, same thing could be said for, you know, a lot of different types of companies. Like, is Tesla a car company? So, or they, you can't really call them a legacy car company. They don't have the legacy costs. You know, one of the, the problems that GM and Ford have are all their employees who retired 10, 20, 30 years ago and are still alive, who had pensions. That's a big, that's a big difference between Tesla and Ford and GM, right? But how, what, I, I, if anyone knows what Tesla is, I, I still want to call them a, a luxury car company or a premium car company, but the valuation, it doesn't make sense. But that's okay. Let me just throw one thing out there for you. Microsoft is up 20% for the month of January. That's a pretty hellacious move. If you are a surfer, you go radical, bodacious, like... One of the biggest companies in the world, a trillion-dollar company, adds another $200 billion in a month. Now, they did it on a strength of earnings um, and a much better-than-expected Azure platform revenues. And, and Google, there was a rumor yesterday that Google wants to buy Tesla. I don't see it unless I'm really, really, really missing something. I do like Google Maps. And I do like Waze. Apple Maps has gotten better, um, but man, Apple's really slow about integrating as wise as, as as much as we thought they could. Boeing's up a little bit larger today. Boeing's in the, interesting in the news because we are getting awfully close to the summer, and as we do, it's expected that 737 Max and will they have to change the name or what? So every time you get on a plane and there's that card in front of you that says 737 Max, people are going to go like, "Isn't this the?" the plane that went down i wonder if they really fixed their software they're gonna have to rebrand that um vehicle because people are stupid <laughs> just change the name no one will know 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything you want to talk about we can talk about money investing and more mortgage rates are to three-year lows um mortgages are pretty interesting beasts it's a strange world we live in when a guy, when I was 18, I didn't know it was going to be like, I didn't know. I didn't know my future. And 
you're telling me you're willing to give me $600,000 to buy a house and all I have to do is show a couple years of income? I could have a drug problem. I could have a drinking problem. I could have a, a gambling problem. And you're willing to give me 600000 Like, well, that's what the collateral comes in. But you get the idea. The average rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage now stands at 3.45%. That's the lowest since 2016. Um, and that's if you buy points, you're looking considerably lower. More than 11 million homeowners stand to save an average of $268 a month on their mortgages if they were to refinance at today's rates. And that would be a big plus for the economy, huh? What if Trump were to say, I'm going to freeze refis, uh, cost on refis. Everyone should refi. Everyone should get a lower rate. I don't know right now how politics works, as you can see. But you get the idea. But before you do a refi, you should ask how long you're going to stay in the home, how much you're going to save. Are you paying mortgage insurance? Um, is your financial house in order? Like, don't just rush out and, and get a new mortgage just to get a new mortgage. Have a little bit of homework in your head. And will your existing lender cut you a deal so you don't have to shop around to another lender? If you have questions like this, you can contact my friend Tony Mendez. He's with BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. The coronavirus pushed mortgage rates back lower. Isn't it funny the way the world works? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at NewFocusFinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Okay. Do you know what a pangolin is? And I did not just say penguin. A pangolin. Pangolin. A group of researchers believes the deadly coronavirus that originated in Wuhan, China, may have passed from bats to humans through an intermediary animal called the pangolin. P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N. It's the only mammal that has scales. Now, I don't want to get too much into this, other than... I had no clue that there was an animal called a pangolin or that there was a mammal with scales. It's nocturnal. It's a tongue longer than its body. And it goes, okay, wait, 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 a tongue longer than its body? Whoever created this world or whatever created this world, depending on your faith, um, has a sense of humor with giraffes with really long necks and an animal with a tongue longer than its body. Just my opinion, and I'm going to keep quiet about it at this point in time. Let's talk about the how big the coronavirus is. And again, the story is starting to fleet, but you should have it in your head. You should have learned some lessons through it. And I don't even know if the story starting to fleet. A lot of Wall Street's acting like it. We know that shutting down you know stores and people staying home, we've seen the movies of what you know, a viral outbreak could potentially look like. We don't really know what's coming out of China. When China wants to, they're a very quiet country. <clears throat> when China wants to show you their, their strengths, they're a very loud country. And again, I could be pushing a, a cliche there, so be careful. Disney's offered a lot of details. They said, we lost $175 million in the second quarter due to shutting down the theme parks. But people aren't going to movie theaters either. So Disney's going to have to do some, some more math that just because Shanghai theme parks and theme parks in Shanghai and Hong Kong have shut down doesn't necessarily mean that that's the end of their, their scope. They have movies. 
Canadian film company IMAX was forced to postpone the release of five films that were supposed to debut in China during the Lunar New Year holiday period. Nintendo, which makes video games and gaming devices, they said shipments of its Switch game consoles to Japan, Japanese customers, will be delayed. So it's kind of a little bit bigger of an issue than, like, the scope when you start talking about it, it's a lot of money. Wynn Resorts, where, do you remember Steve Wynn? Um, Casino magnets, or whatever you want to call them, gambling tycoons. They're interesting birds. I always feel like they have too much plastic surgery. I'm like, why? But anyway, I'm because they want to look like the performers in their in their shows. But Wynn Resorts is losing 2.6 million a day every day. Casinos are closed in Macau. Tim Cook with Apple Computers or not Apple? Uh, they dropped the name of Computers. So with Apple, they said their suppliers could be disrupted, but also that traffic in their stores in China dropped. Apple has a large sales presence in China and symbols most of its products there, begging the question of. Yes, you get lower costs, and over time you are going to be exposed to things like, uh uh-oh, all my manufacturing is in one place. A lot of semiconductors uh, are manufactured, whether it's a semiconductor in your car, the semiconductor in your phone, the semiconductor in the traffic light. A lot of the semiconductors are manufactured in one place, and when there's an earthquake, people stress out. It's weird how these natural disasters can play on your portfolios. Qualcomm, which makes smartphone chips, they're hurting. They've lost uh, nearly half of its revenues come from China. For the, A lot of their revenue is tied towards smartphone manufacturing and sales. So auto plants have shut down in China because of the virus. So factories in, that are run by Tesla, Ford, Nissan, Hyundai, the world's fifth largest automaker, have stopped production lines. So do you see how like pervasive it gets? And I, I haven't even drawn on some things. Delta, United, American, um, all. United gets about 4% of its revenue from service to China. Delta, about 3%. American Airlines, about 2%. Air China, the largest operator of nonstop U.S.-China flights by passengers flown. They're cutting back sharply. Um, a lot of drama, right? How about all the restaurants? where people are afraid to go out and eat. Starbucks has 4,300 stores um, in China. They've closed, closed about half of them. I heard uh, Starbucks, um, their CFO, had a fascinating presentation yesterday. Let me digress a bit. He's talking about airports, and they're really disappointed internally, Starbucks is, with their performance at airports. If you go to an airport, you'll see a Starbucks, and you'll typically see a line of about 45 people. And a lot of the feedback that the CFO was talking about was like, well, we don't feel that our staffing at airports is typical Starbucks staffing. They're basically saying the airport contractors that they have to go through don't care who they hire. Or Starbucks wants like a barista who's like, could write your name in a really cute, snarky way on your cup. I don't know. But Starbucks was talking about some new technologies that they're going to be rolling out in airports, including mobile stores. Now, I don't know about you, but right there you got me. I'm fascinated. Mobile stores? Stores that go from, like, the Southwest Terminal 
and move themselves or be broken down and move to the United Terminal. So if a lot of flights are coming in on United, store goes there. If nothing, if Southwest is experiencing computer glitches and everyone's in the terminal waiting, store goes there. So back to the virus, though. <clears throat> Yum Brands, they own KFC and Pizza Huts in China. Big American presence for Nike in China. Burberry, they're a big luxury goods. They've closed 24 of its 64 stores in China. This is pretty big business because um, it starts to add up. Anyhow and anyway, you can find me online, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You can find some great downloadables. Working on that content as new seminars are scheduled probably till April uh, after tax time. You can sign up for the events at newfocusfinancial.com. Nothing planned right now. Or you can get some downloadables there as well, newfocusfinancial.com.